Hey, you're listening to the Talking Tough podcast, brought to you by Dr. Martins and hosted by me, George Moot. I'm a model and presenter from London, and on this podcast, I'll be talking all things tough with our guests, covering important subjects including body positivity, diversity, mental health, and sexuality. Hope you enjoy. So on today's episode of Talking Tough, we have Jordan Charles. Jordan is a model and presenter from London who has albinism. He has worked with ID Magazine on a video entitled Breaking Down Albinism with Jordan Charles. He's appeared in Mabel's video for her latest single, OK, and has recently popped up in Italian Vogue. Jordan is vocal on issues of inclusivity, both within and outside of the fashion industry, entering spaces and igniting important conversations. So welcome. Hey. <laughs> so I guess I wanted to start off the conversation uh, asking about the misconceptions of albinism. Yeah. Weirdly, since I've started being more vocal about it, um probably getting less questions. So maybe I'm doing something right. You just need to speak more. But <laughs> <laughs> well, don't say that because I, I won't stop. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions and it's it's mostly around ignorance so the more we open up these conversations the less misconceptions we have i was wondering if as we have this space in this platform you can maybe explain slightly what albinism is and what it means um okay briefly because i'm not a scientist (laughs) um it's like the absence of pigments in your skin and your hair and in your eyes um means you have a white appearance maybe you are white you can be black albino like myself it comes in all different shapes and sizes yeah something like that like all races um but it just means that you may look white from the outside looking in so i was gonna ask as well about growing up and looking different because i think obviously it's not something that's necessarily unique to you it's something that a lot of people experience but how Mm. was it growing up um well i noticed that i was different so a lot of don't know about trying to fit in but kind of figuring out where I fit in and amongst all the other stuff you have growing up as a kid so it's not ideal but it is character building that's for sure yeah definitely um I mean once you've gone through stuff stuff that you know might seem bad at the time man you come out the other side you realize that I made it you know (laughs) I made it out the other side so good I guess Going through stuff helps you to not worry so much about going through stuff in the future because you know you can handle it. So, yeah, when <laughs> with my upbringing and like to do with family, everyone was always really supportive, but I was also treated like there wasn't something wrong with me. There were, yeah. Uh, not that I mean, there, there isn't is anything wrong, wrong with me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I go, I mean, there wasn't a difference. Yeah, so I was just, I just had a normal kid upbringing, uh, family-wise. Nothing was different. I wasn't treated different to any of my siblings or nothing like that. It's only really school and stuff where I would experience being treated a bit different. Yeah, where you would notice the difference. Yeah. 
So you're from London, correct? Yeah, yeah. Did you find, because I also, I went to a sort of mixed comprehensive school okay. up in North London and it was like you had everyone who looked like anyone. So yeah. it was kind of slightly more accepting. Yeah, this is definitely one of London's strongest characteristics. I love that we just kind of have everyone. We have really, we really have everyone. If you look around, there are all types of people in London. Um, and that's great. And I find that London has always felt homely in that way. Um, I did live in Cornwall for a bit as well, which is where it gets a bit complicated because it's just the complete opposite of here. So really, I was torn between two places as a kid and between being treated almost two different ways. Do you find it reassuring finding other people with albinism? Just someone to back up your experience? Yeah, I I do, I do. It seems like it's quite a unique set of circumstances. Yeah. As in, it's it's not something that's like experienced by everyone it's not something that everyone can relate to I think what you represent though is maybe difference and that is something that a lot of people can relate to yes that is it we're we're all different all in our own ways and yeah I think that's something I've been trying to get to grips with recently um is that maybe I'd be able to help more people if I didn't necessarily direct all my efforts at albinism, but more so on just the fact of being a little bit different or going through some struggles that might be relatable even outside of the albinism spectrum. Of course, because I don't think you have to necessarily have someone's exact experience to relate to, relate, to no. their feelings, you know? Um, do you ever find that people judge you before they meet you? I... I think we all do that. It's something that's like programmed into our brain. And I hate it personally. I hate doing it. But I think we all do kind of judge people visually before we speak to them or interact in any way. Um, so I'd say, yeah, it does happen. But if you actually take the time to sit down and speak to me, you realise that maybe we're not so different after all. Uh, maybe I've got some good points to share. Or maybe you won't like me, but maybe that's nothing to do with the albinism. Yeah, no, know, completely. Maybe I'm just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and something that's ingrained in us to sort of be slightly judgmental and be like, not judgmental, but kind of observe other people and look nosy. and make assumptions. Yeah, yeah, we're not. I'll be the first to put my hand up and say I'm nosy, but I've sort of, from having experienced it myself, I understand going through the world that, to try and not make other people feel uncomfortable. And one of those ways is staring. Mm. Because anyone who looks slightly different or has experienced the world slightly different knows what it feels like to be stared at. Maybe we could touch on confidence and self-esteem and if you had any advice to someone trying to build up their confidence. It's something I feel like I'm always working on. But my confidence is way better than it used to be. Do you think it's like <laughs> age or experience? I would say it's more experience than age thing. Mm-hmm. But obviously with age comes experience. So the Indeed. two are kind of linked. The old wise in, one. Yeah, exactly. The older <laughs> we get, the wiser we get. 
maybe the less that, I don't want to say the less we care no but I get what you mean I think you're I also think you're right like I don't think it's that we care less I just think it's that we don't take on other people's perceptions as much yes, maybe exactly what you said you took the words <laughs> right out of my mouth <laughs> I think it's like we maybe prioritize what we care about more yeah so giving less of that attention to what other people think and more about what we think or what the people we care about think Um, so I wanted to talk also about fashion because that's obviously an industry that we both work in we are both blessed (laughs) to work in Um, do you think it's becoming more diverse and I'm aware this is quite a hot topic at the moment like ooh let's talk about diversity (laughs) but do you think it is changing genuinely it's been a hot topic for years now it's been a hot topic for years and it's always going to be a hot topic Um, I think it changes it is changing um, but it's more to do with what suits the, the designers really it's so hard to say about the fashion industry because don't feel like anyone really gives you straight answers. You can go to a casting and they're not going to be like, oh, we didn't pick you because you're Albino or whatever. They would just never say that. So you They'll can just never... give you a subtle nod. Yeah, a subtle no. The little, <laughs> Thank the... you. Yeah, that's, that's what I hate. <laughs> take the card and thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> give me my card back. <laughs> I pay for those. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they'll never tell you. So you can never know truly what you're losing out for. It could be anything. Yeah. Do you ever feel like there's a slightly tokenistic attitude in fashion? As in, like, they'll use you for one thing once because it's like, whoa, look, and now we've ticked the diversity quota. Um, Absolutely, there is. And I even experienced that when going to agencies, um, people being like, there's already Albino model. What are you doing here, pretty much? Um, Which is kind of of fucked up. I get it, but I'm not okay with it. Um, That's all I have to say on the matter, really. But I think just by you being signed and you doing jobs, I think it is opening that space. Yeah, yeah, but it's opening very slowly. And I'm worried that with what I'm doing, how what's to say that I might not be the token? I don't, I don't want to end up fighting for something and then just being the same thing that I was fighting against in a way. Yeah, I understand that. It's interesting though because what you were just saying about um, them being like, no, we already have one model with mm. albinism. Um, a few years ago, that was the same with like any person of colour. It sucks. It actually sucks. We have so much more to offer and we're all so different. That's what I mean. From people I've met with albinism, I haven't met another clone of me. No. And I I never will. Yeah. Um, But we're treated as if we are, as if we're just like off a production line. Like we're just all exactly the same. In one group. Yeah. yeah. Um, And yeah, I guess I'm just trying to show more that we are different and we do different things yeah we can bring different things to the table so going forward how do you think that we get to a place in fashion where it is diverse um or it is more accepting i think it's just going to take time i think the people at the top kind of need to 
let the new generation step up. I think we're much more accepting as a generation. It does feel like to have true diversity, the people, like you said, at the top of the game also need to reflect the people who are in the campaigns or the people who are buying. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you agree with that? 100%. 100%. Everyone inside the machine has to be the same. It has to be reflecting of what's going on on the catwalks or in their lookbooks. Because at the minute, a lot of the change that we are seeing is very much like end-of-the-line change, like models or having influencers who reflect a certain certain viewpoint or a certain demographic. But inside the companies, everything's still the same. So we can't really expect proper change. And it's, it's linked to what we wanted, to, linked to what we're saying, but it's kind of stepping away from the fashion aspect about how I feel like we're definitely overdue some more representation on TV and in films, um, lesser in films than on TV, but on TV we don't seem to have, there's almost not even tokens sometimes and that's something that I want to change. I'm trying to look more into doing presenting right now than I am in doing modelling. Um, I know I said that and actually like messed up my words, which doesn't really help. My, my life. It doesn't Don't help my case. <laughs> um, but I really want to push for that so that the next generation of people coming up, with or without albinism, have someone to aspire to who's a little bit different to what you'd expect on TV. Completely agree. I think the conversation is already happening in. Um in fashion but it does sometimes seem like it's been skipped altogether in other forms of media yeah um, we, we want to be everywhere there is it's it is definitely 2d usually in modeling i think now sometimes though there is this kind of intersection between like fashion and film or presenting or you know you kind of have like even the video you did for id yeah. which shows a little bit more personality mm-hmm. um do you prefer those sorts of platforms where you can kind of show yourself more and your personality? Yeah, um, I definitely prefer having a voice. And it used to say on my Instagram bio, actually, more than just a pretty face. (laughs) And that was like, just my way of saying, yes, I am a model, but if you scratch beneath the surface, there's more there that I have to offer. I have more to say. Yeah, and I love getting the chance to do so. So something like this is great. Doing videos, um, it's just more than a photo. You know, yeah. even if it's just a little bit of movement or dance, I can't dance. But <laughs> Neither can I. That's it's just, fine. something we have in common. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> it's, um, it's just more expressive. Yeah. Love being expressive. Love having a story to tell. And like the main aspiration I have is showing that we're more alike than we are different. So I think the more you can see of me, you'll realise that actually I'm not some alien from some weird planet over there. I am a human being. I've probably been through a lot of the same stuff as the listeners have. And I'm more relatable, maybe because you see from the outside, I don't look the same. So... Still within fashion, I just wanted to 
ask what your advice would be to anyone who is looking to take up space in the industry? Um, belief, straight at the top of the list, number one. You have to believe in yourself 100%. And following on from that, just not taking no as an answer. Really just persisting, knowing that you can do it and making shit happen. You need to have some initiative. You need to figure out ways around certain things, ways of making things happen. Going out, making your own content, really. If no one wants to make content with you, go out, do your own stuff. Make it to a, a high level so people can't ignore you anymore. Come up with concepts. Work with your friends, you know. Um, book photographers. There's loads of really sick photographers on Instagram. Just drop them a DM, see what their rates are. Make it happen. Um, hustle. Hustle is important. What is your immediate reaction when someone goes to put you down? Is it just to then move on to the next? Thank you, next. I'm usually very good at dealing with it. I can't lie. Still human sometimes. I get a little, little angry about it, a bit emotional. Um, but more time, if you're cool with yourself, then no one can tell you nothing. The amount of rejection you get, you just kind of have to keep keep going, keep it moving, keep, yeah. keep and believe in yourself and come back to yourself and whatever you're doing and feel okay and know that you're different, which is a good thing because that means there's no one else like you. Yeah, especially in the modeling industry, if you are different, use that as your, your USP, use that as your unique selling point. Go to these castings and know that you're different. Know that no one can take your job because no one else is you. Do you think that social media has helped the diversity quota? Because I think you now are seeing different people and people can get kind of attention and get jobs not just pure not purely based on the traditional route of like going to a casting and getting approved by this yeah it has it has um i do often see inspiring people on social media who have managed to build themselves a following and kind of go around what you're saying like around the typical agencies and around all that because you don't need to have it now if your numbers are good people can book you or even if you just have a platform to sort of showcase yourself. I think it's. it seems like social media gives people more agency over themselves yeah. and to sort of sell themselves regardless of how they look. I just feel like it has a quite bad rep, but in some ways social media has been really helpful. It has. It's definitely been helpful. It's definitely been helpful in bringing people together. But... There's, I think there's just a lot of jealousy and everything with that. And well, I personally think social media has helped me a lot with my journey. When you say it, there's a lot of jealousy and stuff, obviously that's a lot to unpack, so we don't need to go into the whole, like, we don't need to debunk social media as a whole. But do you think it's an attitude of, like, there's not enough seats at the table? Well, there's enough, there's enough food for everybody to eat, but... Social media often shows us that it can be the same people over and over and over and over again. Right. Um, which then kind of eliminates what diversity is, right? Because if you're using the same person over yeah. and over again, they don't care what background they're from. That's not what diversity is. Yeah. 
I'm kind of going a bit off topic here. No, no, go for <laughs> it. It's fine. Um, the, but yeah, I did, in its simplest form, I just see social media as like it's a popularity contest. You get points for like your popularity, and that would be like likes or followers. And obviously, that stuff can be valuable working with brands or promoting your own stuff. But it's really just to say like, I'm better than you or whatever. Doesn't always seem like a stable platform to base your self-esteem off. Oh no, it's very unstable. <laughs> very unstable. Trev, unstable. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it was interesting how that mixes with fashion. You know. Yeah. Like, I think it's. I. I think it's. We're coming into, or we're in a new age where fashion has become more accept, or the industry has become more accessible, and I do yeah. think social media has something to do with that yeah it definitely does what advice would you give to your 16 year old self your younger self young Jordan (laughs) young Jordan didn't listen he didn't listen (laughs) I don't think any 16 year old does um, damn I guess I would say being 10 years on now it's just so cliche so I almost it's a shame to say it but just use your time wisely do what you want to do and make stuff happen um, don't get caught up doing something you don't want to do did 16 year old you ever think that you would be doing the stuff you're doing now no 16 year old me didn't believe that this was possible even at the level that I'm at now which is not ridiculously high I never thought I could get here and that's how I know I can get to the next level. I just think sometimes it's important to look back and be like, pat yourself on the back. Be like, yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can say that I don't do that enough. Yeah, but it's important. It is important. Something I found that I was doing recently is just I wasn't living in the moment and I wasn't reflecting on stuff where I was living in the future all the time. I could do something, I could have a campaign out and it'd be like, cool, I've got this. Everyone's congratulating me on this, but what am I going to do next? It was always, what's next? What's next? So I never took the time to really soak in any achievement or really just treat myself or celebrate. Our final question is, what are some tough topics you think need to be discussed in the future or conversations that need to be carried on into the future? I think we're we're in that age where... We're in the age where we can talk about whatever we want. If you've got problems that are affecting you and you have a platform, you can share it. If you have problems that are wider and maybe reflect more people's views, you can share that and open conversations with people. Um, I personally want to see more conversations about albinism, about where we stand like in terms of representation it does feel like even if you have quite a niche uh, experience or a niche problem or so, like anything you want to talk about that affects you, yeah, there's going to be someone that you can relate to or you can say it and there's going to be someone that's like, yeah, I've also felt like that or yeah, I also move through the world like that, which I think is a great thing because then it means that no matter who you are, you can find some form of representation. So... Tell everyone where they can find you on your socials. 
Um, they want to hound you. Jazzy George on Instagram. J-A-Z-Z-Y-J-O-R-D-Z. With the Z at the end. With the Z. Because that's how we do. It's got to be with the Z. Of course. Plus, I think with the S was taken. So. <laughs> you had no choice. Yeah. You had no creative direction. Um, so thank you, Jordan, for joining us today. That was a really interesting conversation. Thank you again to Dr. Martins for giving us this platform. Um, and see you next time on Talking Tough. Thank you.